This is The Playbook. Hey everyone, it is me, Dave Meltzer, here live at VCon, and I'm with one of my favorite people of all time. Uh, the minute I met this guy, Michael Chandler, I fell in love, not just in his heroic ability in the octagon, but as a person. He is a quality person with amazing character, and uh, you know, everyone has different roads to their success. Uh, you are now in the UFC about to have the biggest fight that every fighter dreams of against Conor McGregor. But how did you work your way up to this fight? What, in your perception, how did this all happen? It's a good question. Well, number one, thank you for the kind words. Love you, um, man. It was honestly just being diligent in the small things, having the faith that it would eventually work out for me. Um, I never put a lot of pressure on where I was gonna end up, what, you know, trying to be, I always wanted to be a world champion, always wanted it, but I just really wanted to win the day. Every single day, be the hardest worker in the room, do the right things, live a champion lifestyle, and compo the compounding interests of those activities and that attention to detail and never cutting corners, I knew would eventually work out for my, for my betterment, for my good, and um, it really has. You know, to, at this point, this is the biggest opportunity I could ever ask for, and, I have to pinch myself almost every day. Well, I pinch myself just on how successful you are at everything you do. Now, you just got done filming The Ultimate Fighter. It's going to launch, I think, May 30th. Yep. Um, and I, I know personally that sometimes we get out of our comfort zone. And although I was talking about, you know, the women bodybuilders that will stand on stage in a tiny bikini and not be nervous, but then be too afraid to speak in public. Yeah. Uh, was there some unexpected stress being on a TV show compared to getting, you know, toe to toe with the world's toughest people. Yeah. So the funny thing is, I have almost zero fear when I walk inside of an octagon in front of millions of people. I can't um, believe that, by the way. Yeah, but but I, there was definitely some fear because obviously it was a reality show, and I and you know this, so as close as we are, my image is very important to me, um, and they can cut it any way they want. So that was number one, and number two, um, I didn't realize the most unexpected thing was I cared so much that it became very, very stressful for me because I met these eight fighters, these eight young men, shook their hand, looked them in the, looked them in the eyes and made a promise that I was gonna put my best foot forward. So every day I had this immense amount of pressure on myself to make sure that this guy and the other seven guys, every single guy I had was gonna be put in the best situation possible to win the Ultimate Fighter, to be the champion, to get the UFC contract. So I solely shouldered all of that um, I think pressure on myself. So it was 34 days of just nonstop pressure. And uh, I felt hungover and tired for like two weeks after the show. <laughs> Finally coming back to real life, I just woke up foggy every day. I was like, that, but that's when you know you really poured yourself into something. So all I know is I gave my best and it was a good job. It was a, it was a good experience. Would you go back on the show? I would. Yeah. If you would have asked me a couple days later, absolutely not. But I know now, that. Now that, I'm, now that I'm removed from it, and once we see the fruits of the, the hard work that we put in on, on ESPN all summer and the amount of attention it's going to get, I would absolutely do it again. Now, I've gotten to know you really well. In fact, you and I, after you retire, are going on tour. Most of us, most of other people don't know that we rap together. Yes. And we have a pretty killer uh, beat together. Freestyle, freestyles and an album coming out. Old yes. school, too. The Sugar Hill Gang, <laughs> watch out. We're old school, and we can dance. Yes. Um, but I saw a clip of you and Connor 
where he shoves you in the face. Yep. And you had a real reaction. Uh, you know, I was wondering in your mindset, because you're, you're like Sugar Ray Leonard in my opinion. You're one of the greatest fighters of all time, but outside the ring, like you would never believe besides yeah. your nose that you're a fighter. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. And Sugar Ray, if you ever hang out with Sugar Ray Leonard, you would never believe this guy was a world champion yeah. uh, and could do what he did. And he's even a fighter who told me, I never want to hurt anyone. I just want to win really bad. Yeah. Uh, what was that reaction? Was that, you know, in your own ego? What, what was going on? It, it was interesting because I am similar too. Like, I, I'm not going out there to hurt anybody. The guy's got two arms and two legs and we have a certain rule set. And I just want to do the job, win the fight. Um, but yeah, in that moment, because obviously the fights are going on, my guy's fighting his fight, my guys are, or my guys are fighting his guys. You might win one, you might lose one, whatever it may be, emotions are high. And we started talking at each other and getting each other's face and you guys might see the clip out there. And yeah, the first reaction was, I can't believe that just happened. And, but I wasn't, I was ready if something happened. Uh, so you're like Chris Rock when Will Smith yeah, went out. Yeah, it was kind of shock. Like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, and he kind of backed up and I kind of stayed in the pocket. And I was like, okay, we're going to do this or not? Like he starts taking off his jacket and whatnot. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was interesting. To me, it was all if, just. If I were you, I said, dude, you don't have to take off your jacket for me to kick your ass. Yeah, exactly. Keep and going. then I would have run the other way. Keep going. You got more garments to soak up the blood. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I can going. train them for TV. I, I swear I can. Exactly. That's awesome. No, it was good. It was fun. So, you know, I saw your last fight, which was one of the most entertaining and hardest fights. You know, I've been there for Evander, for Chris Ariola. I've been there on the boxing side a lot more. And I'm an empathetic. So my close friends, I feel it. Not nearly as much as you did, but I had a hard time watching. Yep. And but for, I think, one little technical mistake, you had that fight, uh, the last one. But that Tony Ferguson fight will sit in history, yep. kind of like Forrest Griffin. There's certain fights that everyone's going to remember. What's another fight of yours that you shortlist as a favorite? It's probably got to be the Justin Gaethje fight. So we, we won fight of the year 2021. Um, just a three-round knockdown, drag-out war, back and forth. Justin Gaethje is known by many as one of the most violent guys on the planet. I very quickly put myself into that realm once I fought him and a couple of the other guys. So the Justin Gaethje fight will probably go down in the UFC as one of the best fights of all time. It'll probably be a Hall of Fame uh, fight. And uh, he's a heck of a competitor, one of the baddest dudes on the planet. And that was definitely a good one. Yeah, it was a great one. Now, I don't know if you know this, but I'm launching a brand here at VCon. You might have seen some of the search, and I want you to be the spokesperson for it, because okay. it's called the Ferocious Buddha. I see, I see that, I like yeah, it. Yeah, so that's my new brand, and i thinking, who represents a Ferocious Buddha yep. that has a fierce, competitive, one of the toughest human beings, disciplined human beings, a desire that they must be what they can be, but still be wise like a Buddha, and you have the walks of wisdom, the content you put out is not about, like Connor's, entertaining people by being tough. It's actually about being wise and enlightened. Yeah. Uh, one, do you see yourself as a ferocious Buddha? Beyond, I know you're gonna be my spokesperson, but yes. do you see yourself that way? I do, and I think, I think God gave me some, a really great gift to my demeanor is joyful and peaceful and happiness and service, but as a competitor, I'm one of the most ferocious, crazy, psychopath guys in the cage. So somewhere in between is me, but I live on both ends of the spectrum. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite quotes too is, it's better to be a 
warrior and a guard, or a warrior and a garden than a gardener in a war. You have to have the preparation. You have yeah. to have it inside of you. It's like a sword that you have that you can keep sheathed, but you only know when to pull it out. You know when to pull it out. You know, it doesn't need to come out all the time, and you've probably pulled it out at times. You're like, I wish I would have handled that a little bit differently, right? We all do that, but it all just takes practice. So obviously what I do for a living is very ferocious, but I try to live, live life uh, in a way that serves other people. So I would love to be the spokesperson. I love it. You heard it here. We codified it. Now, attaching your emotions to an outcome is something great athletes have a difficult time doing, and entrepreneurs even have a more difficult. I'll be happy when. Everybody dreams of fighting that pay-per-view with Conor McGregor. And you probably attached your emotions for a long time to a big pay-per-view fight. And now it's coming up. How have you been able to detach yeah. your emotions from an outcome and stay focused and disciplined to attach it to the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential? It's a great question. I think I think this fight is happening. The the biggest fight you could have ever asked for because I was brilliant with the basics and diligent and consistent all of these years. I think I think you can only work so hard and do things right for so long before something before it works out for you. All the hard work pays off. You just have to still be standing there when it does. Um, so now just because it's the biggest fight that I could have ever asked for, the brightest lights, the biggest platform, you still have to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is me waking up every morning and giving me giving my all to my craft and then serving people, uh, whether it be on my online community or people on social media or my actual family between the four walls of my house or my relationships, my friendships, just being the exact same guy. Um, and if you can be the same person in the greatest moments of opportunity or at your darkest hour or in the, everywhere in between, then you're doing things right. Um, so I try to not think about it being a big thing because it really is just another fight in another arena somewhere against another guy with two arms and two legs. And I, I got to keep the main thing, the main thing leading up to it. You know, you mentioned something interesting about sooner or later, the truth comes out. Yep. So if you stay consistent and persistent, uh, I've been in conversations for years about you as a sports executive with other sports executives within the UFC, within media, and the line that I'd always use about Michael Chandler is a line that I use about people in business, which is, hey, people will keep telling you who they are by what they do, whether or not you're willing to listen. And I'm so glad that the UFC, Dana White, Conor McGregor, Adi, all my boys out there, Forrest, that they were listening uh, because who you are, you kept telling them who you were, every single practice, every single fight, every single conversation with kids, all the different content that you put out there. Um, now, because of that, though, you have a lot of other endeavors. And you're learning that, you know, entrepreneurship is just like the octagon. Yep. You get punched in the face. Right? Yep. I tell people all the time, I get punched in the face and I'm considered to be a fairly successful entrepreneur now, but I still get punched in the face eight times a day, yeah. right? But I analogize, analogize it to you're really great in the ring of taking a punch in the face. I would drop on the first one. Have you gotten more accustomed to the punches outside the ring that you take as an entrepreneur? It's a great question because, like you said, you know, I, I welcome the punches inside of the cage. 
um, almost to a fault. Yeah. But, you know, I two two different things. Number one, looking up to a guy like you, even before we became friends, and knowing that you're you've had failures. Every single person that you've ever looked up to and want to be like, want to emulate, want to get to their level, they've all suffered setbacks. They've all been punched in the face. They've all had hard times and realizing that failure is an event, not a person, and just cont continuing to moving moving forward, knowing that things are gonna work out, and then continuing to be around people like yourself. You know, I, I talked on the last show we did, I talked about our phone call the other day. I had a phone call, hey Dave, I'm going through this. You were able to say, give me so much solace, so much peace, because you've been through so so many things, and it's it is by and large made you who you are, and that's why we love you. We don't love you because you're successful. Right. We don't love you because you always win. We don't love you because you never get punched in the face. We love you because you have been punched in the face. You have been knocked down, and that's why you inspire us and the people that look up to you and want to be attracted to you and be around your life, right? So I think opening that door to realizing that there's going to be hardships, there's going to be hard days, there's going to be hard practices in entrepreneurship, business world, finance, investments, and just realize that it will eventually work out. You just have to continue working forward toward it and be a good person, do the best you can, and surround yourself with the best people possible. You got it, man. Do your best, learn lessons, have fun. Always my motto, and if I can look up, I can get up. Last question from a fan. Ooh, All right, ready? Who's one of the most exciting young talents in the UFC that you can reach, that you think can reach superstar status in the next few years? Oh, man. There's so many, but I, I still would go. I don't know if Sean O'Malley is a, a new, a, a new necessarily because he's been at it, but I would use him about a year or two ago. I think Sean O'Malley and I are different in a lot of ways, um, but we have a, the very similar drive and know-how of realizing that it's not about the wins and losses, which he has a lot of wins. He's only got one loss, obviously. It's not about the wins and losses, it's about how you make people feel. It's about building something. It's about having a platform. It's about saying things that resonate with people. Uh, it's about performing the best that you possibly can and then just working hard toward casting the widest net possible. So um, I would also say a guy, Patty Pimblett, you know, he's a little bit younger than uh, Sean, but he's definitely got the potential to be absolute superstardom. Patty, I wouldn't call us friends necessarily, but we've reached out to each other a couple different times because I just, I see something in a lot of guys, um, and he's one of those guys, and he deserves to be successful. He deserves to be one of those guys, mainly because everybody hates on him because they, you know, don't hate me because you ain't me type of thing. You know, it's like those who are the ha the highest nail get hammered. So yeah. I love what those two guys are doing, um, and they'll definitely, they definitely already are close to superstardom, if not already superstars. Well, they have someone to look up to in you, and I will tell you, it's so important to me to be considered a friend of yours. Uh, you are my young superstar in the entrepreneurial realm, and I guarantee that uh, you haven't seen the best of Michael Chandler. I know this fall we'll see the best of you in the octagon, and I'll make sure that you see the best of them outside of it. We appreciate everyone here today at VCon. Thank you, of course, uh, to our great sports friends uh, for joining us. Let's hear it for the incredible Michael Chandler. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.